having more play in our lives is important because life, you know, I've taken life so seriously at times and it can be serious, but it's really a silly thing. Life is so silly. It's really, what is the meaning of life? None of us know. (laughs) No, some people pretend they know, but they don't know shit. Those are the ones who know the least. (laughs) Fools. (laughs) <laughs> exactly and there there's no real rules you know we have laws that you have to abide by or you're going to go to prison but really there's no rules you mm. know N- none of it really matters as long as we're loving and compassionate to people as long as we don't try to hurt other people in their life but i'll say another thing because i've been thinking this and it may be controversial and i don't really care let's so- go <laughs> <laughs> Today on the show, we are joined once again with one of our favorite singer-songwriters, Story. If you're unfamiliar with Story, she's been on the show two prior times and beyond making absolutely incredible music. She's been nominated for a Juno, travels the world, and has been creating these incredible, raw, real, beautiful concept albums that relates to her real-life story of being a sex worker. And last time we talked to her, she released her album, Chapter 3, which kind of reflected her escape from it, her perception afterwards. And right now, she has finished recording Chapter 2, which is a prequel, and will tell the tale from the day that all happened. And in around talking about her latest music and the amazing cinematography she builds around it, this episode is just a great conversation about being a fucking human. Immediately after this interview, my spirits just felt lifted and I felt inspired. And a lot of these vibes came from Story telling us about her latest venture of doing a 10-day silent meditation retreat and the revelation she had about life and self-love. And I can talk about it, but let's get right into it. Am I, like, too loud? Am I, or is that okay? No, you sound so great. Okay, I'm so used to like artists like tapping in while they're like on their phone or driving and stuff. This is amazing quality from you. (laughs) Thank you for putting in that effort. That's so awesome. Of course. Yeah, and it's it's so nice to see your face again and get to talk to you today. And um, even like you got so much going on. You told me a little tidbits about like making new music, new album coming. But before I get into that, you just did something so interesting to me with the meditation. And I'm dying to ask you about this. Like all week, I wanted to just like message you about it, like after you were done. But I'm like, no, I'll wait till the show. But uh, can you give us like a little like a uh, lowdown of like what this was and everything? Yeah. So I went on a 10 day silence meditation course. Um, it's called Vipassana meditation. And it's actually my second time doing it. And it was a completely different journey this time around. Um, As everything is in life, you know, you go to a country when you're 16 and then you go again when you're 20 and it's a different experience because you're a different person and you're in a different place in your life. And so similarly, it was like that. And um, basically you meditate for over 10 hours a day in silence um there's no talking there's no writing there's no reading there's no music there's no exercise like you can just go on a little walk that's about it and it's within a course boundary and um 
and it's really intense and it's a lot of work and basically the teacher is like telling you like you're doing surgery on your brain you know like um where you're taking out the impurities and you're teaching your brain how to just be better to you you know um and i think it's really interesting because on my fourth day both times i've done it on my fourth day is when i've had my like explosive kind of like epiphanies and um that fourth day for me was very much an acceptance of accepting life as it is as opposed to how i want it to be and how much control you know letting go of the control i think i have over my life is a constant thing coming up in my life you know um because life can feel so out of control but the interesting thing is here you are closing your eyes 10 hours a day then you're sleeping seven hours a day and then in the in-betweens you're just basically eating they're feeding you meals and you're eating you're you're maybe taking a little walk and that's about it right and yet you're going on this crazy roller coaster ride so what does that tell you that 98 percent of your life happens in your brain mm. and in your own mind and your own perspective and so if we can learn how to hone that then surely we're going to live a much more happy life and a more beautiful life that's so uh, yeah that gave me goosebumps just kind of hearing you break it down like that too and even yeah it's kind of inspiring to hear that you did that and i kind of want to know like just like the breakdown as like as you go there um do they have like a moment it's like okay no more talking boom 10 days and like how do you feel after like the first day like you you told me you had like on the fourth day you had this epiphany but like i'm sure kind of like leading into like the groove of it it's got to be difficult because i feel like in life we're so used to our phones being attached to it and always like having some sort of background noise or even like not being allowed to read that must have been so like crazy to adjust to yeah, for sure, because sometimes you want to just take notes too. You're like, I can't even write. Like, I can't take any notes. I just got to remember whatever I remember, whatever I retain. Um, I so so this um, organization is a charity, charitable organization. It is run um, purely with volunteers. Nobody is paid. You go for free to this place. They feed you and they house you for free for those 10 days. They give you the course for free. It is just by donation only. So you donate at the end of your course, however much you can donate. So it's a really beautiful um, experience. I would, if, if anybody listening to this podcast wants to do it, I recommend every human do it once in their life for sure. Like it is incredible and you learn so much about yourself and it doesn't cost you anything, but 10 days, you know? That's and, amazing. um, yeah. So it's called dhamma.org, D-H-A-M-M-A.org. And, uh, you can find them. They're all over the world. Like I, even when I was in Kenya, uh in november i was just like i was just curious and i was like oh is there one like in in this country and there was one like just outside of nairobi so they're they're really everywhere in the world um so just look it up but um yeah i think the first few days uh we lost a few people some people left the course uh they found it very difficult mm -hmm. um 
but because I already know where I'm going, like I, I didn't, I'm not, I'm, I wasn't going to give up even though it was hard. And also I'm kind of the person that like, will just torture myself. Even if something doesn't feel comfortable, I'll just do it. Cause I'm just like, I said I was going to do it. So I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really a quitter, you know, yeah, even if it's not good good. for me, sometimes it's good to quit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like you're in an abusive relationship. You should yeah. quit that, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but but yeah, it was, um, it's, it's really like the first three days are more like, um, preparing you for the meditation that's to come. So you're actually mm-hmm. kind of like learning different techniques that you will be using in the, in the Vipassana meditation part of it. But the first three days you aren't actually doing uh, Vipassana, you're doing Anapana, which is like a breathing technique of like, you know, to help you try to focus your attention because we're so all over the place with our phones and this and that you can't really do Vipassana until you are able until you have enough concentration to do so. Mm-hmm. So the first three days are really just prepping you to that. So a lot of people are like, oh, can I do a three day thing? Or can I do a, no, you, you can't like, you need to do 10 days. And then once you're an old student, then you can start doing three day courses and shorter courses, but you actually need the 10 days in order to get the, the full, um, just the whole experience of everything. And yeah. Yeah. To learn it, to learn the technique. Wow. And by the end of the 10 days, I could have stayed another 10 days, to be honest, because I, w- I felt like I was just starting to get into deep places um, mm-hmm. within myself. And then yeah. going, coming back to reality is just like, whoa. Yeah, I'm sure you kind of like found your comfort within the, the comfort or uh, un, like uncomfortable, like just because like humans basically are made to adapt to their environment, whether it's good or bad. So I can see like after like 10 days, like, even though you're might have been feeling uncomfortable at first, just getting in that zone and being like, okay, I can go like ten, another 10 a month, whatever. I'm locked into this feeling now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Wow. I'm, I'm so inspired. Like I got to look this up too. And I think there's part of me too, that just kind of wants to run away for a little bit of just the ongoing emails and connection and everything. I feel like um, even though that seems very intense and almost when I think of going into like a meditation practice like that, it's kind of, I get some nerves thinking about it, but also I feel like it would be beneficial just to cut off a lot of things that have been just, I don't know, draining me in a way, you know? Yeah, I think so. Because one, it'll give you a new perspective, right? So like I was saying, you know, 97, 98% of what is happening is happening in your brain. So if you can have a new perspective on it, then things can be lighter in your life that seemed heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, you realize how much of your life, you're distracting yourself, and you're actually not feeling things. And Vipassana teaches you to feel things very deeply, you know, to really feel them. But to be equanimous about them, you know, to not have attachment to the good or bad feelings and to know that everything will pass. And so it's not about like not feeling or not being present. It's actually the complete opposite to that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you can 
you see that, you know, those emails that, or the TV or the food or the drinking habit that you picked up or whatever it is, is actually a distraction. And it's, mm. it's, it's because you don't want to feel those things. It's because you're averting those feelings. And um, the, the teacher, Goenka, he, he goes to say, he says that there's two things that cause misery in life. Well, really, well, three. One is um, craving. The, the second is aversion. And the third is just ignorance. Mm. And so if you can become equanimous with your cravings or your or, or your, your pleasure and your pain then you don't have craving or aversion anymore and therefore that removes the the pain from your life and the misery from your life wow that's so fascinating to me and well it's so cool that you did that another thing i want to know too is like okay after the final day is mm -hmm. it hard to speak or like, do you remember like what you did and what you said or who you called or like, like what was that experience like? Yeah. So the last day before you can actually get your phone back and like go out into the world, um, they have you speak at the course because uh, they they need to like get you rehabilitated into life because it would be very jarring to just like then, okay, now you can speak, but just go and like get in your car and drive home or whatever. Um, so the last, the last day we all got to speak to each other and, you know, you want your first words to be amazing. Like you're always thinking, oh, it's going to be like, you know, it's got to be perfect, but, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, there's no perfect words <laughs> and you got to be equanimous about that too. Um, but honestly, after I was speaking to everyone, I was just laughing so much and I, I just, I, I, I said to someone, I was like, isn't everyone just so much more beautiful? You know, mm. you're, you're, I could just see the depth in everyone's faces. I could see all of the, the, the wrinkles or the, you know, the crinkling on the shirt or the, the way a person's posture was and like everything, like I could just see everything so much clearer and everyone was just so much more beautiful and so much brighter. And I even remember like coming to the space and I had done it before in another in another location and comparing it to the other location and going, oh, the other location was so much better. There was like a forest. There was this. There was that. this one's like a prison, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, it was just kind of like this, like figure eight that you could walk around in this like dead patch of grass. Yeah, like it wasn't even very dull looking and everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was just like. And as the days went on, I'd be like, oh, my God, like, this is so beautiful. And I, I'd find myself like just like watching the sunrise. And then uh, some nights I would just sit by myself in the dark in this field and I would just watch the stars on a clear night in the cold, you know, and it bundle up in like 12 layers. And I was just like laughing to myself, like just looking at the stars and and then like, you know, I'm, I'm walking and I'm looking at a leaf and I'm like, oh my God, like the, the, the frost on this leaf is so beautiful. And like, you know, like everything just over time became more and more beautiful. And I found the beauty in it. And it was like, it just magically happens. I don't know what to say. You just have to experience it. it this is a, an experiential thing. It's not something that, that is, um, intellectual you can't intellectualize this you have to just experience it 
So I encourage anyone listening to do this course. Just do it. Just take the 10 days and do it. It is worth it. It is better than going on, you know, 10 days of just turning off. Trust me. Hell yeah. That's that sounds euphoric. And even just your vibe today too. Like you're just absolutely glowing. It's fucking awesome. And I'm, I'm totally, <laughs> I'm totally inspired now. Like I'm like, and I feel like, uh, yeah, just definitely need it just for my own mental health and some, some stuff like that. But also one thing I find so interesting is when I think of you story, I think of your voice, this soaring singer and for you to do something that's the opposite and such a contrast to <laughs> what I imagine like your personality is, it's, it's so cool to me. And yeah, just kudos for doing that. And I'm, um, I'm happy it was so beneficial to, to you. Thank you. Yeah. If you do it, you'll have to let me know. Mm -hmm, definitely. <laughs> and I can imagine even as like a songwriter having moments like that, you said like at the beginning, you couldn't write anything down. You probably had like so much inspiration in your own head, like whether a lyric or a concept and just like the creativity and like trying to hold on to things. And did you hold on to like any uh, like creative ideas throughout this experience or? No, for me, it was really um, it really was about cleansing. Like I yeah. really so I had this crazy dream about a week before I went on this on the Vipassana meditation. And I've been having a lot of lucid dreams where like I wake up in the dream, but I'm still dreaming and I don't realize that I'm still dreaming. I think I'm awake and I'm in my room and stuff. And so anyways, I woke up in my dream. I had a red nightmare and I was like, oh God, thank God that was just a dream, you know? And so I'm, I'm in bed and I'm like, oh, like, I'm not that tired. I should probably get up, but the, the alarm didn't go off. So like, maybe I could sleep in. And then all of a sudden the door swings open behind me. And sometimes the door does actually swing open in real life, but then a demon flies through this door Damn. and lands on top of, of me. His head, his, I could feel his knees behind my head and his hands in front of my face. And he's like, um, you're scared, aren't you? You've been having a lot of nightmares, huh? And I'm like, yes. And I'm like trying to scream and trying to move and I can't. And I'm just like debilitated. Like I literally can't move and I'm mm -hmm. petrified. Yeah. And he goes, you know, you're going to get up. You're going to get up and you're going to beat me. You're going to beat me so hard until there's blood under your fingernails. You're going to beat me the way you beat yourself up. Wow. And I realized that he was teaching me a lesson. And I was just like, holy shit, you know, like it was a visual like representation of how I talk to myself and how I treat myself and how much pressure I put on myself to be perfect or to be successful or to be this or to be that. And so I got up out of the bed, I'm standing at the edge of the bed, he's sitting on the end edge of the bed and is like this kind of like shadowy faceless figure. <clears throat> And I just start beating the shit out of him. Like, I'm just like punching him. Even though I knew he was teaching me a lesson, I was still scared. I was like, oh my God. Oh, yeah. He told me to do this. Yeah, he told me to beat him. I'm going to beat him. You know, <laughs> like, this yeah. is how I beat myself really strong, you know? Yeah. And, um, and then I woke up. But it, for me, it was just such a lesson, you know, like, and since then, even before the Vipassana, I've just been speaking to myself kinder. And I, I'm every time I talk to myself badly, I replace it with something kind because um, 
I'm living in that space, you know, in my brain. And um, if I was that mean to anybody else, I wouldn't have any friends. So why am I that mean to myself? Mm, yes, yes. And this is the second time you gave me goosebumps in this interview. <laughs> we, we've been talking for like 20 minutes. But um, I totally relate to um, that whole situation of waking up from a dream or thinking you wake up from a dream. Like I'm very, uh, I used to get like sleep paralysis all the time too. And um, some of the imagery, like you just mentioned, like a demon coming in and stuff. Uh, I've totally experienced that to the point too, where I had the almost exact um, experience as you where the, the demon didn't tell me something, but I had an epiphany that it was like a reflection of something in my life. And I mm. beat the shit out of it as well. Wow. But it wasn't like I would I was like totally paralyzed. And it was weird. Like in the dream, it seemed like I had like these psychic powers and I was throwing it around the room like fuck you. But it started off <laughs> me, me being timid and being like, you know what? Like I can control this situation type of thing too. But that's um a, a lot of common imagery to people who are susceptible to sleep paralysis. Uh seeing um either like a demon or a witch type figure pinning you down and stuff like that it's uh mm. and not being able to move or even speak but um even mm. like I used to get it so often I started studying it because I was terrified I'm like I don't want this to happen anymore and I read like a bunch of like techniques how to like control it or get out of it too and uh some of the ways to get out of it is just simply relaxing even though you're scared and mm. what's crazy is it can even turn into like these outer body experience types of feelings where you'll go from being terrified to just having the most euphoric feeling ever. <laughs> like it's, it's so trippy, but uh, it's cool to hear that you, I don't know, just had that imagery too, because uh, I've been kind of studying that over the years and it's, it's a common thing for people to have sleep paralysis, but a lot of people don't have the experience you have where they overcome it. Usually it ends in fear and they wake up. So maybe there's like some type of like internal, like just knowledge of you, like going to this retreat and going to conquer some, I don't know, something like within your chemistry that just, <laughs> I don't know. I'm interested. I, I'm interested in seeing how my dreams develop because I've been having a lot of dreams like that where like I wake up and then there's a, and it's not always a demon. It's, it's sometimes other things, but it's just, it's been very interesting because I almost feel like I'm, I'm in another dimension almost. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It's, it's freaky. And um, yeah, a lot of people don't tap into that state, but I get so fascinated and almost strangely excited when I hear somebody else because it's like a relatable yeah. thing that I feel crazy talking to people but uh yeah yeah it's it's wild and uh it's um it's even even like so interesting like uh or so cool like after this whole meditation experience you had to uh one of the first things you did was drop a song as well did you feel like that's another way of expressing like your voice in a way when you couldn't for a while um, I guess, I don't know. Like, I I didn't think too deep about it. For me, it was more just like, I've had this song for, I wrote it like four years ago with a friend of mine in Los Angeles. And uh, it just wasn't seeing the light of day for whatever reason. And I loved it so much. And I was just like, you know what? It's just gonna come out. And I, I'm gonna stop trying to control 
like I used to get really like sad during release days because it was very anticlimactic. You know, you release the song and then you're just kind of like, and now what? Then I have to like do what? you know and and you're watching the numbers of the streams and you're like oh is it doing good and it's usually not and you're like you know like it's it gets depressing so i think for me a big thing is like releasing and just like letting go of the control and just putting the art out there and whatever happens happens and i'm gonna have a beautiful life no matter what happens whether i'm a musician or i'm a marine biologist or i'm a whatever it is in the world like i don't know what's gonna happen in my future i just know that i make art and i like to make art now and if that ever changes then i will pivot um and i'm gonna just share it with the world and whatever happens happens so yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. And even like, I find sometimes like, you can get too much in your head about like everything, like with like a release date or something like that. And I notice even with uh, doing this podcast too, some of this, when I get in the flow state of where I'm not overthinking and just throwing stuff out, that's when like the magic happens. Um, when I'm like, not overly paying attention. I don't know what it is. It's just like, you can't um, always like have too many expectations when putting something out in the world but and you never know how people are going to react to it and i notice like sometimes things will pop off in ways i never expected in other things where i'm like over calculating and being like oh this is going to be the best or whatever again it's like goes back to almost like what you said like with the release like i'm looking at the views and i'm like why isn't anybody like looking at this this is a big guest and blah 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 this good interview and then, <laughs> and then just something random and goes like viral i'm like what the hell but and it's just you just gotta like go with the flow with everything too and not uh beat yourself too much over it you know and um and um it's cool to hear you kind of like say that and that you're in that mindset because like i absolutely love your music and I never want you to stop um, unless it's like something you're never or you're not inspired to do. But um, yeah, I find like just like a lot of your tracks, too. They're just kind of like little seeds in my brain where I'll just like out of nowhere, just think of the course of like bow down or something, too. Like, it's just yes. like such like there's so many great hooks and just um, meaning to your music and overall, uh, like just an authentic feeling to it. It's like, I'm trying to like um, put into words a feeling I get, which uh, it's hard to do, you know, but it's just like, I, I feel like your work is just so special and um, it's cool to like take all your past work in. And uh, you mentioned that you're creating a new album too. And I just kind of want to know a little bit about your headspace going into this next chapter and maybe like your inspiration or the vibe uh, you're kind of in recording this stuff. Sure. Yeah. I mean, thank you, Sean, for being such a, a supporter and a true fan. It really means a lot to have you to have my for you to have my back, you know, um, and um yeah, I uh, so chapter three, right, is my first album, and this is the prequel to chapter three. It's called chapter two. It's mm -hmm. going to be chapter two run, uh, which is um, the next probably the next single that will be released off of that um, record. Um, I'm not sure it'll be my next single that's being released. There might be a collab coming up. So just, you know, 
but nice. uh, for the, for this album, the next release will be probably run. And um, it's really, um, it, in terms of like, so chapter three that come up was, you know, the parallels between the sex industry and the music industry. That's really what, what I was talking about. Um, but this record is actually like, so the first track is not even really like a, so much a song it's it's like a it's like a last supper and it's me speaking to my trafficker and basically saying um i need to leave like i it's the moment i kind of realized i was being tra sex trafficked and that i was in this abusive relationship and i just i needed to get out and that it wasn't like you know when i left you you know you know you think you'd have so much hate or like anger and i did have anger of course i did um, you know, from all the years that I'd lost in my life and all the trauma that I'd experienced that I had to then heal th with my, like on my own um, and all the money that was stolen from me and all the, you know, all the things, my music that was stolen from me, everything. Um, and you think that would be the case, but I left, I left with love, you know, like I left being like, yeah, I loved you. I actually really loved you. And I thought that you loved me and that's not the case. And I have to leave, you know, and um, I really do believe, you know, you leave, uh, I want to leave people in places better than when I came. And I did that even to this horrible person who treated me who was like a demon and, and treated me horribly. So that's the song is this last supper. It's really like this Jesus and Judas moment. Wow. In this moment of like, wow, you betrayed me, you know, and um, and so then the the album takes you on this journey of healing, and that's what the album is really about. It's kind of these ups and downs of like how I was feeling as I was trying to figure out my space in the world again as a human, and um, and it's a really really a roller coaster ride. And so the album's actually done. It's finished. It's it's all like mixed and mastered and all of that. And so I'm, I'm really excited. And actually we're, we're, we're shooting a short film, uh, soon, um, that will score some of that music as well. And it's, it's going to be about the day that I first, um, ever worked at the strip club and give a little bit of insight on, um, trafficking and, and uh and sex work so i'm really excited about that project and i'm doing a few other bits of the creative projects to go along with this record because it is really powerful and it is really meaningful and it hopefully will you know change people's lives and also people will hopefully enjoy the music as well because it's really it's really different you know it's mm -hmm. it's also sonically quite different from my first record um, I was very lucky to get some funding. So the, my first record, I funded myself, right? I went and I went back to the strip club and I saved up some money and I, and I paid for it for that first record to be made. And it was very made in like three days in the studio. And it was just like craziness. So this time I had a little bit more time. I had a little bit more resources, um, Ontario Arts Council, Factor and Creative BC, they all supported me on this record. So that was amazing. And we flew to Vancouver and did a lot of the, a, a bulk of the, the recording and, and production over there. Um, 
and it was honestly like the first time that I'd really really enjoyed the process of recording because before it was always like I was always dealing with all these like men who were trying to tell me how to do things and weren't mm. respecting my vision and this time I actually had a group of wonderful producers who uh, had my back and had my vision in mind and just wanted to make interesting shit and was were willing to experiment and play and we were just being silly and we would add these random silly things in and be like yeah let's keep that why not because it nice. doesn't have to be anything like let's just make yeah. it whatever we want make it you know um so we had a lot of fun and um and yeah i learned a lot i learned a lot as a musician as a person um so I'm really excited for the world to hear it. I'm really, really excited for them to hear it. I feel I've been sitting on it for a while. It's been finished for for quite some time. So, oh wow, yeah. I'm I'm excited to hear it. I'm so intrigued. I'm, it's so cool to hear you break it down from the concept to even um, just kind of how it was made with more free flowing and even more of your vision and and just heart, I guess, put into it. And uh, it's it's makes me so happy to hear you have a team that uh is in line with with your just artistic expression that's uh i think that's very very important and uh and yeah no doubt like even though i haven't heard a single song like i know it's gonna be so fucking cool and uh and everything thank you well actually there is a song out from the album it came out in october it's called who loves you now oh okay um, yeah this thing yeah so um but yeah, it's going to be rolling out slowly and then probably fall is when the whole album will be out for everybody to appreciate. Cool, cool. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I appreciate like what you do around it too, like beyond just the music, um, just taking the time to make these videos. You did it with chapter three, had a bunch of like just stellar like concepts and everything. And it's not an easy thing to do. Like it's just so much work that people don't see from like beyond the recording beyond you doing live shows to to basically making these films too like uh i just respect like the work ethic it's uh it's um it's very intensive and and but also so cool that you do that and i feel like uh your videos and just like the concepts you put into them like just matches so perfectly you know like you can tell it's coming from you thank you yeah i'm i love visuals you know like obviously i'm a multidisciplinary artist so i really love like all kinds of art forms so it's not just the music i love the the album cover stuff and i love the um you know directing part of things and i love um yeah i, I love it all so i but this time around, um, I decided that instead of doing music videos, I might have one or two music videos, but uh, like smaller music videos, but um, I'm not going to do as many as I did for my first album. And I decided to put all my resources instead in doing a short film because I feel like that's a great way for people to learn more about the story and more about what I'm trying to say with the album. Um, and more about me, you know, like learn more about me because the thing is my stuff, are, 
they are concept albums and they're meant to be listened to top down. And a lot of people don't take them in that way. So how do mm -hmm. I give people information that they would take in top down? You watch a film, right? You watch something from top down. You don't like yeah. watch the middle and then watch the beginning and then what, you know what I mean? Like you, you watch it like that. So I was like, okay, cool. Let me do that. And, um, and so, yeah, so there'll be less, there'll be less videos. I would love to also have music videos, but you know, there isn't as much of a demand for them now that there's no MTV and stuff like that. There's not as yeah. much ROI and whatever. So I think this short film thing is a, is a brilliant idea and I'm excited for people to, you know, also access the music through it as well. But um, yeah, we'll see, we'll see what, what comes of it. I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I like that though. It's like a, it's an idea and like, might as well try that out too. And I, I think it's so cool, but at the same time, um, you mentioned like, I guess like lots of people like these days are not taking in full albums. It's almost like people are trained to just kind of get hit with the singles, whether it's like on the way, like platforms like Spotify and Apple music kind of release things and everything where I don't know. I'm still like, like an 80s baby at heart too. Like if I like see an album from somebody I like, I put it on and it like, I'll play it right through. But I notice just like a lot of my friends and like, I hang out with like a lot of like people from younger generations where they're just like about maybe a song or two from each person. And they're not like, they couldn't even tell you the name of the album it comes from, but this will be like their favorite song, you know, it just seems like a lot of different patterns are changing. So it's kind of cool, like you making this film and maybe making them more intrigued about like the full piece and really taking the time to dive in and pay attention. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's just like how people discover music now, right? So like you're on Spotify and you're listening to an, a chill playlist, let's say, and then you hear a song that you like and then you just save it and you don't actually necessarily even take in the name of the person or the name of the song. You don't remember it. You don't even necessarily care about that artist unless for whatever reason you end up saving four or five of their songs by accident and then you're like oh okay i've seen this name a few times maybe i should check them out but mm -hmm. um i think it's unfortunate because i think you know our intention spans have just gotten shorter and shorter and shorter and i could tell through my meditation you know like i'm literally at one point i was scrolling through instagram in my brain um <laughs> wow I'm, I'm that's fascinating joking. that's mm. very fascinating that just tells a lot about how <laughs> warped and we're like, becoming yeah and like i'm trying to like do my meditation and every like few seconds sometimes i'm on to something else and i'm just like where is my brain going and often it's not even like we think we're so profound and we're thinking all these but no we're not we're not fucking profound we're literally thinking about the dumbest shit like I like, I'm, I'm not even going to get into it. We're not, we're not going to get into the stupidity of my brain, but yeah, it's okay. You're allowed to vent to me if you like, but it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this space is for, but it's uh, yeah, I know. I totally get it too. And now you're making me think of like just my algorithm and the things I'm like, and I think my brain is just a bunch of like red pandas rolling around. I fell into like a whole thing where like, if you hit my search, it's just a bunch of red panda videos. I liked one yeah. like months ago and it's like, Instagram's like, oh, oh, you think these guys are cute? We're just gonna keep giving it to you. You know, it's like yeah. even like 
so, yeah it's, it's i so hear funny. you like, mine yeah. are cat videos i have too many cat videos oh i love <laughs> it somebody like always sends me some quality uh cat videos so i'll be sure to start forwarding them to you as well okay great yeah but <laughs> this probably isn't helping the problem at all you know no. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but uh, <laughs> yeah it's um Honestly, like, um, I'm so happy you reached out to me to have this talk again. It's like, uh, I've always like, really loved just kind of capturing your journey, you know, like we've, this is the third time we've been doing this. And it's like little like checkpoints of like, your career and like how you're growing and flowing as an artist. And it's like, it feels like I'm making like a little audio documentary with you. It's, uh, ah, it's so cool. That's cute. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's interesting because like I would I have to like go back and maybe listen to to the ones previous and like refresh myself because um, I feel like every year there's some, you know, new things happening and new accolades and new exciting stuff, you know, like last year I opened up for Tom Jones, which was like yes. incredible, you know, uh, I played like some really awesome festivals I played like Isle of Wight festival and like just some like really great venues and met some really great artists the year before that I did like that collab with Stormzy and mm -hmm. um, was in the music video for that and you know so like there's so many things that happen that that I don't really necessarily take in because like when I'm in this in the like life of me as an artist I'm like oh you're not making any progress nothing is happening da, 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 da. so it's like nice to go back you know when I did that like January when I do these like um year-end review things for Instagram and I start going through all my photos and like pulling all the highlights and putting them in like a one minute thing I'm like holy shit like did a yeah. lot this year you know and I think we all we all kind of underestimate what can be done in a year and overestimate what can be done in a week. And so we beat ourselves up for not doing the things in the week. You know, we're like, oh, I didn't get my checklist of all the things done. I'm a loser. I didn't work out as many days as I said I would, or I didn't. And then, but then you look back at your year and you're like, wow, like I actually did a lot of shit. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, cause when you're in it, like you can get so cloudy of what you're doing and it's almost like, you don't even remember yesterday, you know, you're thinking so far ahead and ahead. And then when you take a moment to look at it from the third person, uh, I did kind of the same with like an Instagram post. I just had the best of 2023 and I'm like kind of clipped a couple things with like some special interviews. I'm like, oh my God, like I did all like, why am I kicking myself? Like I'm a failure, you know, it's like, this has been an amazing year, but like sometimes you got to, as hard as it is like to look at everything from like that third person bird's eye view to finally get a moment where you feel proud of yourself. Cause I find like with like a lot of artists, I find it's like kind of rare cause we get so caught up in our own head and mm -hmm. whatever the bullshit of the minute is type of thing. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Um, oh, another thing yeah. too. I remember yeah. like from our last interview we talked about uh, um you not having your juno moment and uh because mm. the world was shut down and that's another thing you ended up 
getting to go to the Junos and that's another yeah I wasn't nominated but I at least but, got to go I got yeah, to announce an award like, yeah it was dope because so awesome. I remember like at that time when we had that conversation I was like oh man like that's too fucking bad like she didn't get to go like two and years in a row too two yeah, years in a row. Yeah, not, not just one both years <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was fucked up and, it, and then it was just like i remember just uh kind of seeing you be able to do that and it put a big smile on my face too because mm, it's thanks, just son. again it was like around that time too when you weren't allowed to go we didn't know if the world was going to open up again you know it was mm -hmm. and it's like kind of like it felt like um my artist friends were like healing and like getting their manifestations in or just like things they've really genuinely worked for, like getting these moments. And um, yeah, it's just fucking awesome. And um, another thing I want to ask you too, is like with your mm -hmm. concept albums with, I've listened to chapter three, you're mm -hmm. making chapter two. If you had to put a chapter on where you are in life right now, what chapter would it be? What number would you think? Mm -hmm story probably would five be five probably cool five, yeah yeah probably five <laughs> i'm just asking because i selfishly want more albums so yeah i yeah. got like <laughs> at least three we need one two <laughs> well one i'm thinking i want to make it a musical i don't want it to be an album i think i want it to be a musical like a, that's how like i a... want chapter one released like a, a musical theater piece like oh, yes. i want that yeah, let's do it. Let's let's put that out in the universe and like, yeah, I no doubt I I could see you making that happen too. And uh, even well, um, if somebody yeah. out there is interested, is listening, I already have a synopsis written now. I have some songs written out already for it. So just hey, it's already in the making. It's not just a dream, you know. Yeah, you're legit. Um, I'm actually gonna send this to some <laughs> fucking theater people <laughs> once this episode's up and stuff. Cause it's uh, what's cool about like doing this series too. I'm meeting so many professional creatives too, and uh, one thing I'm noticing like the more I do it, the more I can just like, I sh I should be like connecting more people, and this is gonna be like kind of uh, a mission of mine throughout 2024 20, uh, of like making more connections between people who align so i'm definitely going to send this clip to some theater people with <laughs> along with your music it's cool. who knows what the fuck will happen you know but uh <laughs> yeah it's awesome you're working on that and um maybe like as a final question as like i find like a lot of like creatives gravitate to these segments and conversations we have um if an artist is sitting at home maybe uh whether they're like a musician or a filmmaker and they have a story that they want to bring to life. Um, what advice would you give them to like take the first step to do that? Cause I, um, I get a lot of messages about people like wanting to express themselves and they find like that first step is probably like the hardest. And like, what did you do to start making music? Or maybe if you have any like, like um, thoughts or, just some advice or anything on that yeah sure i mean i think the main thing is start before you're ready so you know i'm just going to give this silly example so i started a twitch channel about a month and a half ago okay and um 
I'd been thinking about starting a Twitch channel for a while, but I was saw everybody doing it and they were like, they had all their like gear. If they were musicians, they'd have this setup with their like keyboard and their lights and their this and their that. And then if they were like doing gaming, they had their like, you know, wicked computer that was like super fast. And then they have this like whole like setup on their desktop and blah, 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 blah. And um, I could have waited I could have waited till I had a perfect setup, but I'm nomadic. I don't have, I don't live in one place. I'm always moving. I literally have not stayed in one home for more than a month. Like I'm always from one house to the next house, to the next house, to the next country, to the next place, to the next city, to whatever. So I can't have a lot of shit. I can't have a setup like that. And, um, and if I just wait until I'm ready to do it, I would never started it. So I just started streaming on my phone. And my phone doesn't have good audio. It doesn't have good lighting. It doesn't allow me to do a lot of things. Like you can't type even in the text portion of of Twitch on the app because it doesn't give you that option. So I'd have to have another device to do that, right? Um, I don't even really know what I'm doing. I'm just like, I'm going to go on just chatting and I'm just going to chat. And then if I sing, then I sing. And then if I do, you know, creative stuff, then I do creative stuff, but I'm just going to just do that. And then I started doing it and it was great. And I, and I am enjoying it so much. And I've been like, great, like the community that I'm building on there is so lovely. And it's been a short time, obviously, maybe it will develop and I will get I'll, I'm getting inspired to like get more gear or get a space that I can do that on create a more, you know, consistent schedule or whatever. But just getting my feet wet was important because what if I waited and I did all of those things and then I didn't like it, then I don't want to invest in all of that. So you're, you would have spent all this money to invest in that equipment and then you didn't even like it. So the first thing is really start before you're ready. Just try some shit out. You know what I mean? Go like, if you're into musical theater, just go watch a theater piece and take some notes or go to um, a theater class and just like, you know, an improv class and just like participate and get out of your comfort zone. Just see if you like it because you might not even really want to do it as a career or like complete that project that you had in mind in the same way. Or you might not think, or you might think, oh, this was a great idea for a theater piece, but it turns out it's actually better as a movie. And mm -hmm. so it's a different medium altogether that you're gonna, that, that this thing would be better suited for. So it's just kind of discovery and play. And I think in general, having more play in our lives is important because life you know i've taken life so seriously at times and it can be serious but it's really a silly thing life is so silly yeah. it's really what is the meaning of life none of us know <laughs> no you know? some people pretend they know but they don't know yeah shit. those are the and ones then... who know the least <laughs> fools <laughs> exactly and there there's no real rules you know we have laws that you have to abide by or you're going to go to prison but really there's no rules you mm -hmm. know none of it really matters as long as we're loving and compassionate to people as long as we don't try to hurt other people in their life you know like that's what pisses me off when there's people who are just trying to steal other people's lives so they can have more life like they're trying to get more life out of like getting other people to like do shit for them or like coerce people or you know exploit people like that you see shitty. that a lot in the entertainment industry those types as well yeah for sure and so like that's the shit that pisses me off it's like don't 
try to steal other people's life so you can have more life. That's not how it works. You have your one life and that is it. You don't get anything else. Maybe in another life you'll get something else, but that's it. So let's not take it so seriously, you know? Let's play. Let's have fun. And so just just do it. Just play. Just throw some shit at something. But I'll say another thing because I've been thinking this, and it may be controversial, and I don't really care. Let's so, go. <laughs> I love it. Like, you know how 60,000 songs are released on Spotify a day or something, or I think it might be even be more by now. It might be even Damn, be I didn't know that That's wild. It's, it's a crazy amount. It's like a stupid amount of songs being released today. And unfortunately, what ends up happening is we have a sea of shit that we have to swim through to find the good shit because there's just too much shit on there and it's not always good and mm -hmm. often it's not very good because unfortunately and fortunately everyone can have access to making music like i can just have this yeti mic and i can just make music onto that i can even just record onto my phone and make music doing that and so I encourage people to do art. I encourage people to have a creative outlet. I think it's really important. I think it's important to, you know, have that uh, way of expressing yourself. But I also think it's important to put your 10,000 hours of work in and to make it great before you go and take up space in that world. Yes, because preach because otherwise you're just taking up space and it's shit and then everybody else has to swim through it do you know what i mean like yeah. share it with your friends share it with your family that's fine make your art but you don't need to make it a profession until you're a professional like yeah. take time be good at it don't take bury the quality exactly yeah that's that's so well said I, I don't know gonna... I, that's me but like whatever no, no that's <laughs> that's awesome thank you for uh for saying that as well it's uh it's the truth and um yeah it's just uh i had so much fun talking to you today it's this was a a very special chat and um i really can't wait to share this one this is actually going to be the first episode uh, i share this year i took a big break uh, i recorded a bunch this week but um but yeah i feel like this is the vibe i want to kick off my 2024 with and uh again i appreciate you reaching out and wanting to do this this is awesome and we're going to continue to do this uh for the other chapters for chapter one chapter 17 you know <laughs> i want to be like old and gray and we're gonna be like holograms like <laughs> chapter oh 150 <laughs> i love it well thank you for having me i'm so happy that i'm your first of 2024 and um, I feel like 2024 is going to be a beautiful year. I feel like the world is starting to shake up a bit and, you know, um, and I hope that everybody who listened to this podcast really does this meditation because honestly, if everybody did this meditation retreat, I feel like the world would just be better because we'd all have so much more love in our hearts. And um, I'm sending that love to everyone that's here listening and to any, anyone who's not even listening and to you, Sean. And um, yeah, uh, definitely, if anyone wants to check out what I'm doing, sign up to my mailing list, storymusic.com, S-T-O-R-R-Y, music. Um, that's the best way to be in touch with me, you know, Instagram, Twitch, all that Facebook, TikTok, I'm on all of those things at Story Music with two R's, 
but it is other people's platforms. So in, uh, email is the best way to stay in touch and to find out when I'm going to be doing shows in your area or, you know, when a new song drops, that's definitely the best way. Yeah. Awesome. We'll definitely put the link to that in the description of this episode. And once again, so much love to you story. Thank you for spending some time to me or with me today. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yes. Thank you. Thanks again to Story for hanging with us. That was such a beautiful conversation. And like I said, this is how I want to kick off the year after my little month break. This is such a perfect talk and um, needed vibes. And Story embodies the type of people I love to talk to on the show. So I can't thank her enough. And like I mentioned, we'll have the links to how to get on her mailing list. And for that meditation retreat, if you're interested, in the description of the show. Got a lot of awesome talks recorded right now, but before we go, I can't leave without thanking all you absolute legends on the Patreon page who are supporting this platform. You guys are freaking awesome. And first up, the biggest thanks to Mike Carniello of the Testing with Mike YouTube channel. If you're into technology, electronics, how they work, and most importantly, how to fix them, check out Testing with Mike on YouTube. And another big thanks to Amanda McKnight. Amanda McKnight is not only the host of Top 10 Nerd, speaking to millions of subscribers, but Amanda McKnight also has her very own YouTube channel that I think you should check out. Just search Amanda McKnight or at VampX13 and soak in the good vibes as you learn about comic books, movies, video games, and all things nerdy. That's Amanda McKnight on YouTube. Another big thanks to the wonderful Jenny Potter, the legendary Devin McBride, my favorite soul singer, Saber, and last but not least, Francis Coffer, AKA my mom. If you want a shout out at the end of each and every one of these episodes, and also, Get these episodes early, raw, uncut, uncensored, right when I'm done the Zoom call. I just take that file and I post it. You can go to patreon.com slash the creative imbalance. It's only $4 a month. And beyond the shout out and getting these episodes early, you can just go to bed at night and sleep soundly, knowing you're a badass motherfucker who supports raw, uncut, independent media and nobody can take that away from you you hear me with that being said we got some more amazing episodes coming your way thank you all for listening and we'll catch you on the next one cheers